on five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and this is CFG Podcast, and this is Ran, your host. Um, on I've never done anything like this before, but where Christ is in it, and I believe Christ has set this up. He's paved the way. And I believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So today on the podcast, we've got Glenn McMurray as a guest. Glenn McMurray is an elder in Christ Encounters Tabernacle. And I am I'm really excited to, to sit down with Glenn and just sit and talk to him about the, what the Lord has done for him in this past 39 years of being saved when he gave his life to Christ. Um, so how are you doing, Glenn? Not too bad, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking me on. No problem. You must have been stuck. Uh, <laughs> no, well, it was the Lord that put it upon me to, to get you on. Good man. Um, and I'm really looking forward to to hearing you open up on mm-hmm. hearing about what the Lord has done for you and your family. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so do you want to just tell us a wee bit about yourself, Glenn? Well... I'll just get straight into my testimony, Ryan, and again, thanks very much for asking me on. Yeah. And really what I want to do today is glorify God. I want to talk about Jesus mm-hmm. and what he's done for me in my life and how he's sustained me and kept me. And he's really blessed me throughout my life, really, from I was saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born 20th of January, 1975, and my parents are Ken and Amy McMurray. Two brothers, Kenneth and Rodney, and I'll come back to my brothers later on. Uh, and obviously married, as you know, uh, to Sarah and four girls, Beth, Leah, Alan and Isla. So basically, I was brought up in a Christian home, Ryan, and uh, a great privilege to be brought up in a Christian home, great privilege to have Christian parents. Uh, my dad was connected to Armagh Free Presbyterian Church. My dad was actually there. If you know Armagh where the jail is, well, they actually had a mobile hut Mm -hmm. behind the jail. That's how they first started out. And then my dad went with Dr. Paisley and they actually bought bought a plot of ground up there and they built the free church there. And it's actually, as you know, it's still there today. My dad was a very, very godly man, still is, mm-hmm. uh, and a strong woman behind him. And I was brought up in the things of the Lord. Very, very fortunate to be brought up in the things of the Lord, Ran. I was went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, I was at the youth meetings. I made Christian friends. The, the Christian friends that I made in Armagh Free Presbyterian Church, I actually still have some of them today. And I'm 46. Yeah. and uh, nice. they are true friends it's important to get true friends around you and I was actually saved in 1982 at 7 years of age my dad led me to the Lord and the Lord has I can truly say the Lord has sustained me and kept me ever since um, so that's just a wee bit of the start of the, of the testimony uh, and when I got saved and from seven years of age, being saved and being nurtured, you know, in the Free Presbyterian Church there, as I say, 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, you had to go to church in my house. You know, you were done what you were told that road. Mm-hmm. You know, like like my dad, like say, you know, sometimes if I wasn't getting ready for church, say on a Sunday night, mm-hmm. my dad would come into the you know the bedroom and he would sit down and he would say, Glenn, are you going to church tonight? And I would go, well, I don't know, dad, you know, I, I might just not go tonight. But he would stare at you, he would yeah. give you the, the, the glare <clears throat> and he would go, you know, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And I would go, well, there's nothing wrong with me, Dad. I just might not go tonight. He went, no, but there is. You, you don't want to go to church, so you, you haven't got the desire. What's wrong with you? And he would glare at you. Yeah. So you just knew to get changed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you just knew. You just knew. You had, <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah. You know, when you got the glare, yeah. Yeah, you know, you were going to church, you know? So I have to say about two growing up, you know, my dad was a hard worker. He, he worked in the prison service all his life. He was a grafter and he loved his family and most of all he loved God and he's an elder there in Armagh Free Presbyterian Church. He's actually still an elder and he's a man of faith and really I take my lead really from my dad because he wouldn't say a whole pile but he didn't have to. It's the way he walked. Mm -hmm. It's the way he, he walked before God. And if you're mindful of your walk before God and leading your life right before God, then you will be right before everybody else. 100. And he, 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 he would always give you sound advice. And then, as I say, there was always a strong woman uh, there as well. Amen. But I thank God for I thank God for my parents and being brought up in that, in that Christian home. As I say, I was saved in 1982, mm-hmm. seven years of age, and my dad led me to the Lord. Um. But what you find is sometimes in a family like that, you know, a Christian family, there's always trouble about. Mm-hmm. There's always an attack on the horizon. Yeah. And I went to um, Rich Hill. We, we lived in Rich Hill in Maynooth Heights. And I went to Rich Hill Primary School. And I loved that primary school. Uh, just normal child, living a, living a normal life. But then... A real storm came into our family. I was P7, um, starting to move into Clowney here. Went to Clowney for, for three years. And a storm hit our family at, at a very young age, especially especially me. And I got when I got to the age of 11, 10, 11 years of age, I went into a deep depression. So primary school, leaving primary school, going into Clarna. Uh, whenever I entered Clarna, I, I, I was moving into deep depression. Um, confused. Something had come in. I'm not going to go into the detail. But something came into the, to that, to our family, which was a massive, it was a massive upheaval. Everything was turned on its head. And I went in, as I entered junior high, I went into, I was entering deep, a deep depression. Uh, first year Clarna. Clarna really for me was a blur to be honest. I don't really remember much about it. I couldn't concentrate on my studies. And I got to the point at a very, very young age. Now, certain people knew what was going on, but it was, it was very much meant to be kept quiet. Uh, and I had decided then about 11, 12 years of age, I didn't tell anybody. 
nobody knew about it. I was very good at smiling. You, the smile on the face, everybody thinks you're alright. But I got till about 11, 12 years of age and I had decided that I had enough of life at that point and I was actually planning. I didn't, I didn't tell anybody but I was going to end my life at that point. I was planning it, the best way to do it. I decided that everybody was better off if I wasn't about. Everybody would be happier and that was a really, really hard time at that point in my life. But you know, <clears throat> you, you think you think at that stage when you when you're suicidal like that, you, you know, Ryan, you think, well you think you're hiding it and you think nobody knows, but, mm -hmm. but I, I was saved and God knew my thoughts mm -hmm. and God knew what I was planning and where I got off the bus, if you go out the Lockall Road, heading heading out of Port and at the Lockall Road, my parents still live there. You get to the Red Lion Crossroads, and I'd have got off the bus there, and then to my house there was a walk of about a mile. And I was angry. I was confused. Uh, as I say, I had enough of life, and I was planning everything, how to do this, best way to do it, and um, yeah. I was bottling everything up. I wasn't talking to anybody. But Christ knew all about it. Because I was his. And he had saved me. And I'll never forget it. I was I got off the bus one day. And I had about a mile to walk down to the house. And this happened quite a lot at that point. It was a lovely sunny day. And I was walking down the road. And I started to get. The, the Lord was moving upon me. And the spirit was moving upon me, and the spirit was saying, "Glenn, I love you." And, and I and I had questions to ask, and I I did ask him. I was very agitated, very angry, very annoyed, and I was speaking to God, and crying out to God, you know why, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. Why me? You know, you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this. I've had enough. Because it was in turmoil, you know, mentally. And but God kept ministering on the way, saying, Glenn, I love you, Glenn, you're mine. And this kept going on. That period of time, it must have went on for a few weeks. And then just the Lord just kept ministering on to me, kept ministering on to me. And then I'll never forget it. I got off the bus again one day and I was walking down to the house. And it was a really sunny day and I looked up and I could feel the sun off my face. Mm -hmm. And I could feel the Lord saying to me, Glenn, I, I love you. You're mine. And then at that point, the suicidal thoughts and the plans that were there, they started to leave me. And I started to get a spring back in my step. And only I was saved so early in life, seven years of age. You know, I wouldn't have had that. You know, the Lord started to carry me. Amen. And he brought me through that. He took me out of the, those thoughts, that mindset. And I started to get a spring in my step. And a, not a fake smile on my face, a proper smile on my face. Mm -hmm. A real one. And I started to live. I started to live my life again. Clarna, as I say, Clarna was just a, a wipeout. It was a blur. I don't even remember much about it, to be honest. But that's because of what was going on. It wasn't what it wasn't the school. It was what's going on outside of the school. 
And then I moved on to Portadown Tech. And I was always quite fond of the cooking. You know, my mum was in the kitchen and she was cooking. Mm-hmm. I'd always be by her side, you know, and, Mum, how do you do this? Mum, how do you do that? And I was actually quite good at it, believe it or not. You must be hard, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, yeah. Wait the swear words. <laughs> and uh, so I decided that I wanted to go. I went to the tech for a year and I was wondering what to do, but I really, I really loved cooking. You know, mm-hmm. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. So I decided to go to the catering college there. Uh, but while I was thinking of going, I was actually in the catering college there. Uh, I wanted to train up to be a chef. Uh, I took meningitis. I came home from school one day. I felt fine. I felt great. Mm-hmm. And I came home, sat in the settee, put the TV on, waiting on my mum to call me for my tea. And I'll never forget it. My brother came in and he was standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. And he was saying something to me, but I couldn't, I couldn't hear him. And that's all I remember. And then, so basically what happened was I took meningitis. Ended up in hospital for, I was in hospital isolation for, I think it was two weeks. Between two to three weeks. And I I couldn't eat, I couldn't stand light. Uh, I was being, I was just vomiting all the time. I wasn't eating, I was losing weight. They were pumping me full of everything. Mm. And uh, I'll never forget it. There was one night. I was drifting in out of consciousness, you see, and there was one night I woke up, and there was a massive crowd around the bed. You know, everybody was standing, friends, family were standing around the bed, mm-hmm. and the first thing came to my head here. Nobody was telling me anything. You know, they were all telling me it was going to be all right. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't all right. I was struggling. You know, I was really. People were in prayer for me. You know, the church was praying for me. All my friends were praying for me. And I woke up, I was drifting in and out of consciousness, I suppose it was with the the medication I was getting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had a real bottle, there was a real bottle on with this meningitis. And I, I, it's one of those things that can take your life. And it was, it was touch and go. And I, I woke up one night and there was a crowd around my bed. And youth leaders, my parents, relatives, friends, and I says to myself, right, you know, this is, this is me now, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that was tough, that was very, very tough, but prayer went up, and I came out of that hospital about three weeks after that, and I walked out, I believe I walked out of that hospital because of prayer, people praying for me, yeah, man. because I think it was, it was pretty much, it was touch and go at that point. And then it took six months recovery. I had no energy at all. I'd lost six months recovery ran and I, I'd, I'd lost a lot of weight as well. Uh, I just was wiped out. What is really like? I think it was probably about 17 at that age, right. at that point. Uh, and then my, my mum obviously was talking to the school and the teacher was saying, that Glenn's too far back here. He's not going to be able to do his exams. And I said, I said, mum, like, talk to her, please. You know, so I started doing schoolwork from home myself. Mm-hmm. Like teaching myself, right? Okay. And uh, I got myself gathered up after six months. I got back to school, and I actually passed. I, got, I don't know how it happened, but I got passed my exams, and I got actually got what I wanted to do. I got a. I walked into the Corngrove Hotel one day, and uh, I said to the head chef, "I says, look, you know, 
explain the situation, just finish my exams, and he, he employed me on the spot. So you actually... I was a chef in the Congo Hotel, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I've, yeah. I, I've been you a chef. You didn't know that, did you? No. Chef skills, you say. Um, <laughs> I just thought you were all talk, to be honest. But no, no. Like, I started chefing when I was 16. Yes. Um, um, right up till about the age of 24, 25. And yes. And James career path. Um, yes. But yeah, well, they all have something in common. But yep. anyway, back to you. Yeah. So basically, that's the way it went. But then, you know, at that point... I have to say, when I was a teenager, being totally honest, like I, I was a real know it all. You couldn't tell me anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You couldn't talk to me at that point. And you know, you know, when you look at teenagers now. Like I have a, a couple of teenagers in the house now, Beth and Leah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wouldn't be as hard on them as my dad was with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose I would give them a wee bit more leeway. And you know, you know, I look at them and I think to myself. Well, Beth and Leah are actually quite good. You know, they're they're level-headed teenagers. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I was that age, if I, I you know I, I look at myself when I was that age, and you couldn't have spoke to me at all. You know, you couldn't have told me anything. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to, when you've got children like that, you know you've got teenagers in the house. You know you have to speak to them. You have you can't talk down to them. You know. Yeah. And you have to you have to be you know, an example in the house. There's no point in me you know going to church. And living the life, a godly life in church, but closing the door and going home, mm-hmm. and and being living like the devil, you have to be an example there as well to, for your children. Mm-hmm. And like, and I go back to my dad. You know, his example for me was his walk. How he walked with the Lord mm-hmm. and how he served the Lord, and I have to apply that now. I I find myself a plan. Although my dad. I have to be totally honest, sometimes my dad done my head and you know, as regards to church. Mm-hmm. You always had to be there, you always had to be at the meetings, you always had you always had to go there. And at that point I didn't see what what he was doing. But I thank him now for what he done. Yeah. I thank him for the time as he came into my bedroom and gave me the stir. Amen. Yeah. Because it has me where I am now. And I, I find myself taking my lead now. Mm-hmm. F- you know, from my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and from his walk. And maybe not just as strict as he was, but I still take my lead from him. Mm-hmm. Men like that, godly men like that, are worth watching and worth listening to. And I thank God for the way he he brought me up. Is there not a verse in the Bible where uh, I guess Proverbs? Uh, um, don't quote. I guess Proverbs twenty two sixteen. Uh, train up a child in the That's way right. he should go. When he's right. old, he shall not depart. That's right. And those are three words. I can yeah. I can relate to that. Like. I just thought that my dad mm-hmm. and my granny and granddad were just strict. Yeah. Um there were never any fun and yeah. that I never wanted to end mm-hmm. up like them. Mm-hmm. But now people probably say the same about me, but mm-hmm. I have that joy and yeah. peace within me yeah, where I don't need mm-hmm. the worldly stuff yeah. to, to have that joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And it's just something right. that the unsaved will That's never right. understand. That's right. There's a lot of religious people out there That's that right. think they're saved, That's they right. think they're going to heaven. But um, it's just when you have that the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you have the the those nine fruits of the That's Spirit. Right. When That's you right. should have them, or or they'll develop. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thankful that yeah. you know. I know that says not about me. That's all. Yeah. But you know, I don't need the drugs. That's I don't right. need the alcohol. That's I don't right. need the drink. I don't need all that stuff That's anymore. Right. You're indwelt now by the Holy Spirit. Know yeah. you not that you are the temple of God? What fellowship has the dark with the light? Yeah. 
you know, and you're 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 a new creation now. You're walking with the Lord, and it's great to see. Yeah, but it just sorry for interrupting there. No. Um, but I can really relate, you know, mm. to to what you're saying there, and I'm thankful for, um, the Lord giving me, um, Christian grandparents yeah. and mother and father, yeah. you know, that walked with him. Yeah. Walked you you with can the see Lord it now. You see. Yeah. You can see the love they had for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and those seeds that were planted back then. Uh-huh. Are coming through now. Yeah, man. You know, in your life, you you can see yeah. that. You know, yeah. you, you know, you you're 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 living for the Lord now. Yeah. Whereas you know, in previous years, you might have been living for the world and the things of the world. Man. Yeah. But I'll just carry on here, man. Mm-hmm. So basically, went the car the Carnegie Hotel, and I was I was working crazy hours, really crazy hours. Sometimes not even getting home. And in that environment, it would have been a very, it wouldn't have been a good environment for a Christian, you know, for a believer. Mm-hmm. You know, you had everything going there in the hotels and uh, it just wasn't good. Uh, again, started to feel myself going downhill, becoming miserable. It was no good. And, uh, but basically ended up coming out of the catering <clears throat> and... I'll move on to when I was I was in Emerson. So I was in. Uh, listen, I I wasn't I, I was in the world, back in the world, to a point. You know, not I wouldn't say not completely off the rails, but cold. I would say cold in my walk, uh-huh. uh, with the Lord, and basically. You know delving into the things of the world I'm not going to go into them I'm not going to give the devil any yeah. time here at all mm-hmm. um, but I'll move on to whenever I was in Emerson's I was working for Emerson's and I was driving a lawyer for them uh, down in the you know, Tom McGee there you're heading for Scarva mm-hmm. right hand side of the yard there mm-hmm. but I was just around I was just I was just living for myself you know I, I, I was serving myself I was earning good money, I had my wife, I had my, you know, a few kids around me, I had a home. You know, my life was comfortable. But I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing. I see, you're, you're not your own, you're bought with a price. The precious blood of, the, of Christ. And so basically, right and around this time at Emerson's, I started to have a dream. Now, so you can have a dream, and and you, and you know yourself, you have a dream, and, and it's that was mad, and it's one off, and away you go. Mm-hmm. But I started having this dream, and it lasted a week, and it was the same dream the whole week. And then I would have the dream of waking up. Basically, it was a tree, it was a barren tree, in a field, on its own, and you could hear the wind swirling, and there was nothing on the branches, and then I would wake up. But I had that dream for a week, every night. Mm-hmm. But I ignored it. I knew what it was. I knew it was the Lord starting to speak to me and move on me. And saying, Glenn, you're that tree. You're on your own. There's no fruit. And it was like a wilderness. Mm-hmm. And then I got a few... I just ignored that. I just ignored it, to be honest. And then I had a few close calls in the, in the weeks after that dream. So it was one Friday and I was getting loaded up on Emerson's and all I had in my head was, right, get this load done, get home, 
and football in the morning. I played a lot of football. I said football in the morning. I can't wait. That's me. That's all I was thinking about. And they came out of the Emerson's yard, turned left. But I didn't know that there was a wide load on that, on that road. Mm-hmm. But every wide load has a warning vehicle. But the warning vehicle had passed by the gates to the yard. And it was in Scrava. Mm-hmm. And I turned left ahead for Tom McGee and fully loaded a big weight on the lorry and I come to the first bend and as I came to the first bend there was a, there was a Martran lorry they were big wide load carriers and as I came to the bend the Martran lorry I seen the cab his cab but as he turned the bend his load swung out right. and the steel beams were level with my head right. on my side of the road like I, like I, was, I had nowhere to go mm-hmm. all I had was a field here and a drop and I just says to myself, right, this is me now. And uh, I put the I put the lorry in through the hedge and into the field on the outside. Right. And I don't see belt on that. And I, I, as, as I was going over the edge, I just thought to myself, right, this is me. You know, I'm I'm dead here. I'm not coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Put the lorry through the hedge into the field on its side. And thrown across the cab, knocked unconscious. And I came round, and it was actually, there was a river down there. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a shuck, yeah. full of water. And I came round, and somebody was holding my head above the water level. I came round from being un- you know, unconscious, mm-hmm. and uh, I came out of that accident. But I shouldn't have, I should have been, I should have been, that should have been it. And the ambulance came, I was going to Newry, down to the Daisy Hill. And I knew what had happened nobody needed to tell me at that point it was going around town to get one of Emerson's men's had died on the Scarver Road right. but I was more alive than ever right. and got down to Newry to the hospital and I was sitting on the edge of the bed looking out the window and the Lord was speaking to me straight away it was really a, a chastising me and telling me you know Glenn that's you mm-hmm. you will serve me from now on in I've had enough of you doing your own thing. I've given you chances. I've given you dreams. I've given you close calls and you're not listening. And this is it for you. And I have a real, it's, it's a fear of God, but a healthy fear of God. I'll put it like that. And a wee nurse came over to me in Newry. And I was sitting at the edge of the bed. And she says to me, Glenn, can I help you? Can I do anything for you? And I couldn't even speak to her. I was just crying my eyes out, looking out the window. And I said, no. I says, you can't, I'm, I'm fine. You can't do anything for me. And I, and I just sat on the edge of that bed and I said, Lord, this is it now. I says, I'm sorry. Now, it shouldn't have had to happen, mm. but it did. Sometimes it has to. It has to happen. And I was chastised that day. And I was chastened. But I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a chance. And ever since that day, it was actually my wedding anniversary. I think Sarah was trying to phone me to, to thank me for a bunch of flowers that I'd given to her. But I was lying, you know, in a shock in a, shock in a field. Dear, dear. And I was like, you know, I was in a mess. But I got down to the hospital and I just said, Lord, I just said, I'm sorry. And I was weeping. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, from now on in, I, I will do whatever you want. And I've been in touch with the Lord constantly from that day, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly looking for his will mm-hmm. in my life yeah. and as I say a, a healthy fear a healthy fear of the Lord mm-hmm. but so I went to I got married and married Sarah obviously and 
four kids. But I, I moved from the free church. I, the only reason I moved from the free church was basically because I got married. Right. And I was in, I went to Killigamian Baptist. Right. And I was in Killigamian Baptist from 2001 to 2018. And in the Baptist, you know, I didn't do anything because I wasn't walking right with the Lord. I sat at the back, you know, we kept my mouth shut and I, I came and went. There's times even before that accident that I wasn't even going to church. Mm-hmm. You know, sir, I was going out with the kids and I, yeah. when I look back now, that was it was terrible, you know. So it was 17 years, 2001, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I only saved two years on, um, he sort of just want to take his as a ghost. Right. So 17 That's years right. in one church alone, That's right. you know, is, yeah. is a lot. And yeah. out of twenty eight years in total. That's right. That's right. Um so it's just amazing how the Lord has kept you. Yeah. But he, he has sustained me and he has kept me. Yeah. And like you know, when I look at the way I was behaving and leading my life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Lord could have that day on the Scarver Road, the Lord could have said, Well, that's you, I've had enough mm-hmm. of you, you know, you're no good to me. Mm-hmm. But he he didn't. And I thank him for that. But I started to get involved in the work then in the, in the Baptist and I got involved. I actually started to drive the Sunday school bus. The Baptist used to have like a wee Sunday school bus. It was a bit like a you know, size of a milk float. <laughs> if you'd have seen me on a Sunday, like, if you'd have seen me on a Sunday going around killing a man. Glenn McMurray, the, the milkman. You'd have seen the, the wee sliding door at the side and uh, I was going around the estate in Killigamian and you can imagine like the kids in Killigamian they're great but like they're mental you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and I'm trying to drive this bus and they're jumping about they won't put the seatbelts on and the bus is like swaying like this and yeah. you know mister put the radio on you know what I'm mean? saying so, you know but it was, uh, it was I started driving the Sunday school bus and that's how I started to get involved and then I started to go to the Friday night youth in Killigamian yeah. the Friday night youth in Killigamian was absolutely it was mad right like we would have got over a hundred children in there, you know, teenagers and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Harvey Shaw was the pastor at the time, and um, so we got we got them in. We just wanted to get the word to them, mm-hmm. so we brought them into the church, and they, uh, it was crazy in the church. You know, they, they we got the word to them. Yeah. But you see the singing and stuff. Uh, they loved it. Right. And then they always wanted to come up to the front and do the actions. Right. So I had to said to one of them, you know, they said, Mister, can I come to the front and do the actions? And I said, Right, come on up. But one wouldn't come up. It'd be about 20. Right. Standing, you know, doing all the actions, <laughs> yeah. going mad, and everybody was up to shouting. Yeah. We just got the word into them. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, we basically let them. It was a Friday. Mm-hmm. They're children, they're yeah. teenagers. Yeah. You know, they want to let off steam. Yeah. And we just let them. We just let them do what they wanted, so like what within been, reason, like would have been like football and football, table tennis, computer games, talk shop. Yeah. And if anyone wanted to talk to you about anything, you know, we were just walking about, you know, and if they wanted to chat, they chatted. If they didn't, they yeah. didn't. Uh, but it was uh, uh, those times were brilliant. Well, you know, I loved those times. You know, it was great. See, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say what church it was, what church, whatever. Yeah. But I just remember, and my dad could vouch as well, um, that you know you were saying about the the kids back in your day, were yeah. mad. Yeah. I remember there was people those kids well teenagers or whatever and mm. they used to jump out the window yeah and never came back um <laughs> yeah they, they would have came in the minibus yeah. and then they would have said like they were going to the toilet yeah. and jumped out the window that's right, that's and right. would have been wearing like a bullet right. and you wouldn't have seen that's them right. again it's... i was walking down the hall one time in, in killing baptist and uh, we had a stud wall at the side 
there was two stud balls either side. Yeah. And this young fella, he, I think he was 10 or 11, mm-hmm. had this other young fella. Yeah. And he was literally trying to put his head through the wall. Right. And it took me about, it must have took me a good 15 seconds to actually break them up. But he was right. really trying to put his head through the stud wall. Right. They just broke into the fight. It was yeah, just crazy. Yeah. Like. But but listen, we just wanted to get the kids into the yeah. into the church. Yeah. And gather them up and get, get the word into them. Mm-hmm. And went from that to really get involved in the youth and just serving Ren, you know, just doing bits and pieces, you know, and, and I knew I had to get going and serve the Lord. I'd wasted enough enough time. Mm-hmm. And then it came one time to in the in the Baptist they would have an election of elders and an election of Diggins, you know. Mm-hmm. And this elder came up to me and he says, Glenn, would you keep your name on the list? for digging and I laughed at him and he says are you having a laugh are you being serious and he goes look will you just keep it on and he says well alright but you know I'm, I'm not really that's not going to happen you know mm-hmm. so anyway went to the the member it was a members meeting and on the members meeting you know you have usually AGM the business of the church uh-huh. and then after that they have this vote you know for diggings and it, you know and I was just wanting to go home I just turned around and said to sir I says wish this was over I'd lay you home you know and uh, so they had the vote and uh, wee man Ronnie first he was an elder there still I think he still is and he came out and read the vote out and I don't know why like but you know they need their heads read like but people had voted for me Mm -hmm. to be a deacon and I was in complete shock I was just sitting there like and I looked at the wife and she looked at me and I, I was like this is awkward, you know. I'm not. I wasn't even expecting this. I didn't. I don't even think I wanted it. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. So I went home, and I don't think I slept for about a week, and I just kept asking the Lord, you know, Lord, you know, what are you doing with me? Like I'm a complete head case. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need me here. Like. I think we can all say that. We can, but do you want to know something? The the longer it went on. The Lord moved even more in in my life, and this was the Lord's will f- for me at that point. Mm-hmm. I maybe didn't want it. Well, I didn't actually. If I'm being totally honest, I was asked to keep my name on the list, mm-hmm. but the Lord had other ideas, and I got more and more into the service there in Kilgamian, and I just got deeper into the service, and I just kept pushing on with the Lord, and yeah, really, Kilgamian was was I suppose, I suppose Kilgamian was for like a training ground. If I could put it like that, mm-hmm. for where I am now, I suppose if you want, if you want to look at it like that. Mm-hmm. But CET, you know, basically as Kilgamey went on, the Harvey Shaw left, and then there was another Paul Craig came in, and I suppose I was carrying a lot of weights. You know, I was carrying a lot of workload mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you think you're in the the will of God you know mm-hmm. and you're carrying the weights and you're doing this you're doing that you're doing the other you're doing the other and the weights were building and building and the church structure had sort of changed a lot of the youth a lot of the young families had left and Sarah wasn't happy she wasn't growing she wasn't happy and I, I knew that mm-hmm. and I was I was being I was concerned also for the kids as well uh, you know, because whenever I was that age, I, I made Christian friends, and they're still my friends today. And 
Sarah started, like for instance, you know, now and again Sarah would go to see Tate at night. Mm-hmm. But I was adamant that I was in the Lord's will. Mm-hmm. And I, I was still going to the Baptist. Because mm-hmm. I, I love the Baptist and I still love the people there. They're great, great people. Yeah. Soundly saved. Mm-hmm. Great church. And uh, I'll never forget it. You know, I was way down in my boots. You know, I was just tired with all the weights. And and so I was home about quarter, ten past quarter past eight. And it was about, uh, I think it was about nine, half nine. And I'm saying to myself, where are, they? where are these ones, you know? So Sarah comes bouncing through the door, a big smile on the face, and the kids are singing this lighthouse song that I've never heard before, you know? And I'm sitting in the corner, like, you know, <laughs> you know, knackered. Mm-hmm. And uh, she comes in and sits down and looks at me and she's beaming, you know, big beamy, smiley face. And the yeah. kids are running about singing this lighthouse song. Yeah. And I'm going, <laughs> it's half nine. Yeah. You know, we're ways. And they're like, she's like, uh, uh, we were having tin buns and, you know, fellowship. And I'm like, right? So that was, that was that, you know. Fellowship. Ah, yeah. And um, so Sarah would go to the, the, the CET at night, but I was still in the Baptist. And I was adamant that I was in the Lord's will. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I wasn't for moving. I wasn't for going anywhere. And she, had, she, she was changing. She, she, she was growing, you know, and she was happy again. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was making new friends and the kids were loving it. They were making Christian, Christian friends. Yeah. And I could see this, and we talked one night, late into the night, and we were talking and discussing things, and I said, Sarah, look, let's pray about this, you know? Mm-hmm. So she was praying, I was praying, and I went on for, I was praying constantly for seven months about the situation, and... It was just a whole, it was a whole, the, the prayer and the seeking, it, it was me saying again to the Lord, am I still in your will? Is my family in your will? And what's next? Mm-hmm. And it went on for a good seven months and I was exhausted by the end of it. And, because I wasn't for leaving, because I wanted to be in the Lord's will and I thought I was in the Lord's will. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, if, if I want your will in my life, because I'm going back to the accident whenever I, whenever the Lord said, that's you, Glenn, you will do from now on what I want you to do. You will serve me. It's very important to be in the Lord's will. Yeah. Sometimes you think, you go off on a tangent, you're doing your own thing. But I believe I was in the Lord's will at Kilgamian. And then I kept seeking the Lord, kept seeking the Lord, kept pushing on, and I was exhausted. And i never forget it. I walk around to the school to leave the kids around to the school, and then i come back again. Mm-hmm. And somebody had put Ken Davison's uh, testimony on my Facebook page, and I says, I'm, I'm going to listen to that when I go home. But the Lord said to me, no, you're not. R- read, read, your, read my word. So I was reading Acts at the point. And uh, so I went into, the, went into the living room, prayed, closed the door and read Acts 5. And I didn't get one answer. I think I got about three or four. Right. And it blew me away. I, I got chastised again. Uh, I got direction and I got answers and I was exa- I was just gl- relieved that I had got the answers mm-hmm. and uh, went in the sir and said look you know we've had a breakthrough here I've got now I have to be totally honest with you Ryan it wasn't what I wanted mm-hmm. I had no notion of, of going anywhere else 
but you have to leave yourself open to the Lord's will yeah. and it's his ways you're serving the Lord not man mm-hmm. and you're bought with a price Amen. and so decided then obviously I had to I had to you know resign from the oversight and then resign from the, our membership and that leads us to where we are now in the Christ Encounters mm-hmm. Tabernacle and it's been a real it's been a real whirlwind blessing it's been a blessing it's been a challenge it's been a blessing uh, but there's been a real there's been a real move of God mm-hmm. in my family yeah you know God God wants the best for you mm-hmm. and you know man might look at the situation and go oh, well you know some people might point a finger well that wasn't the right thing to do mm-hmm. but looking back now and the way my family have went mm-hmm and how they've went in their growth yeah. and how God has kept us mm-hmm. and me, personally myself it, it was obviously God's will and it was the right the right way to go mm-hmm. uh, but Christ Encounters is is where we are now and we're just labouring away Sarah's happy she's making new friends you know I know it's, it's been a difficult year with this Covid yeah. you know, and I feel for the kids because they've had no Sunday school yeah but they've had CET kids on a Friday night, but they're going to get back into the Sunday school now, you know, when the morning service is on at Dokes. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in the Lord's will and doing what he wants me to do. Yeah. Um, was was there a bit of a, a, a wee mini revival within your family? family there was friends? a, there was a, rev- you see, sir, I laugh at sir, sir says to me, you know, you know, Sarah thinks she has to dot the I's and stroke the T's. Yeah. But, you know, I, I look at Sarah and I, I've told her the way she leads her life yeah. and her walk yeah. attracts people to her. Mm-hmm. I, like, I've never known anybody to fall out with her. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I have. I, I, know, <laughs> I know Sarah, Sarah, yeah. Sarah would be quiet. Yeah, you, you, um, you, but you see, the way I've told her, yeah. Sarah would say, you know, I don't know this, I don't know that. I can't dot the end stroke the T. Mm-hmm. But what she forgets is her walk attracts people to Christ Amen. because she walks Christ-like. Yeah. You know, but she doesn't see it. Praise the Lord. But yeah. I see it. I see Christ in her. And you know, you know, people you know, like the like the family circle. Rachel got saved. Andrew got saved. Mm-hmm. Although he's maybe fell away, but the, the Lord knows he, he's Christ's. He'll come back. Amen. Uh, you know, Emma. And then there's Joel there as well, and a couple of church, and there, there's others. There's a couple that go to Maranatha, Jill McAlpine and her husband. You know, they were friends with Sir. There's just, there's just so many people attracted to Sir personality, mm-hmm. you know, and how, her walk. Yeah. Like she has a walk that attracts people to God. Yeah. And, Lord. You, know, you know, she says to me, Oh, I don't know this, Glenn, I don't know that. What about this? And he says, sir, you're trying to dot the eyes and stroke the T's. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the world with the Holy Spirit. People get saved just how you live your life. I've told her that, yeah. you know, and she really does li- li- live a life, you know, and she's, she's, she's level-headed as well and strong, you know. Yeah. And she would obviously, you know, w- from watching you and taking, you know, sound advice from you and whenever you look to the Lord mm-hmm. and you want to do everything in a scriptural mm-hmm. standard, mm-hmm. Uh, in a biblical way, mm-hmm. you, you, you want to be pleasing mm-hmm. in, in God's 
uh, site. Definitely. It would be like a, a sweet savour That's right. Uh, to his nostrils and yes. Um, you know, to to have a relationship, husband and wife, mm-hmm. um, maybe even like brothers, mm-hmm. sisters, whatever mm-hmm. that that you you can look to that other person and mm-hmm. you encourage the other person That's on, right. and when you do everything that you're going to the Bible, what does the Bible say about That's this? Right. Uh, right. Looking at everything scripturally, and when you have people that love you, mm-hmm. care for you, and mm-hmm. pray for you, what better uh, people to have in your life than people who are looking to the Lord Jesus Christ? Because right. if we have Christ, with if we don't have Christ, with nothing. That's right. You know, and um, like this, this podcast isn't about me. This is about what the Lord's done for you, but. You know, you said you listened to my testimony not so long ago, mm-hmm. and um, I just felt there was a, uh, it was a duty just mm-hmm. to tell mm-hmm. of the amazing things that the Lord has done for me, and Amen. um, I'm just I'm just so thankful to have um, an elder like yourself, and Pastor Ken Davison, and, mm-hmm. and Pastor Orrin has moved on. Yeah. Um, you know, just the whole oversight as well. Um, I don't want to go through everybody's mm-hmm. names. Just everybody at church on mm-hmm. just just one big family. Mm-hmm. I just love. I just love yeah. it. I just love everybody there, and mm-hmm. the Lord's going to keep doing mighty, mighty things. Yeah. One thing I would say, you know, always look to Christ. Yeah. You know, and you'll never be disappointed. You know, because I'm only man at best, mm-hmm. and I'm serving as best I can. But I, I will make mistakes, and not always get it right. Yeah. And the the best thing to do in your walk is keep your eyes fixed on Christ. Yeah. Your blood bought and your serving Christ. And yeah. you know, as Ken would always say, don't look to the left or the right and don't look back. Yeah. But plow straight furrow. Yeah, and yeah. you you can only plow straight furrow if you're keeping your eyes forward. Yeah. Cause, Cause you'll be disappointed at some stage if you're looking to me. Uh, if you take your eyes off the Lord. Exactly. And put them on the man. Exactly. Exactly. Can I just ask you, Glenn? Hold uh, on, I'll talk I'll just want to talk about my brothers oh, here. Yeah, sorry, I've, sorry. I've sort of left him to the end so talked at the start about my two brothers uh, Kenneth he died 44 years of age June 2015 he was taken home to be with the Lord he's saved so I'll see him again Amen. he he basically had a he was involved in a bad well I'm not going to go into the detail but he was involved in a bad car accident and his health deteriorated and he left away from two kids but I'll see my brother again he was saved Uh, Rodney, he had a huge battle with cancer. He had cancer of the, the uh, bone marrow and cancer of the stomach. But prayer went up for Rodney, and Rodney was healed. But Rodney's not saved. He's he would claim to be an atheist. So, just pray for Rodney mm-hmm. that the Lord will move upon him. Yes, Lord. And bring him, bring him to the cross for, for the blood. Oh, he's sprinkled. Able. Lord's able. But he we raised him from his deathbed. The doctor said that he was he was a dead man walking. He was gone. He had the bone marrow cancer and he had the stomach cancer, and he was basically they didn't hold him much hope. And then we were praying, praying into it, and the Lord. I believe that the Lord has healed him. Amen. Praise uh, the Lord. But as I say, yeah. There's always time, Glenn. There's always time. You know. You know. The I I met him. The last time I met him before this COVID, he wouldn't have a big immune system. You see, he wouldn't be able to if he caught anything, it wouldn't be good for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, we're having our tea one night down in Lisburn, and uh, 
I says, well, Ronnie, you know, I hear the good news, you know. And he goes, yeah, completely clear, you know, and, you know, no can- cancer free. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, well, how, how do you, uh, how would you explain that, you know? And he goes, well, it's a, mir- it's a miracle, Glenn, you know, mm-hmm. it's a miracle. Yeah. And he opened the door a wee bit, you know. Yeah. And I says, well, where do we go from there, you know? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I. He says, let's just eat our tea. <laughs> he, he didn't want. He didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want to discuss it at all. Like so, mm-hmm. but prayer for him. The Lord can break in. Oh, definitely. And uh, definitely, definitely. So that's the testimony, Ryan. So that's me finished there with that. Um. Uh, I'll just just. You were going to say something. I'll now, just say in there. You know, don't give up. Glenn, don't give up, listeners. My mum and my dad and my granny and granda prayed for me for twenty eight years. Yeah. So just keep going. Keep going. Keep, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep it's looking it. to the Lord. And this this podcast isn't to glorify Glenn McMurray. It's to glorify Christ. This is to glorify Christ. Um. So, could I just ask just ask you a couple of questions what? about your testimony. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, first off. Uh, what responsibilities come with being an elder in the church, Glenn? Huge responsibilities, really. You know, you've got a. Well, we'll 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 go to scripture for it. Yeah. So I'm just going to read a few verses. I'm just going to get some scripture here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Acts chapter twenty. And this is a verse. That will, will give you an idea. Acts 20, verse 28. And it says this. Acts chapter 20. Have I got the right verse here? Yeah, here we are. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. And that verse keeps me on my toes because it's Christ's people it's Christ's church mm-hmm. which he purchased with his own blood and I am where I am look you know Ryan anybody who knows me knows that I'm quite happy to fade into the background and sit in the back row mm-hmm. you know I'm not really a front and centre man to be totally honest with you mm-hmm. but God has me where I am and I have to carry that out in his strength to the best of my ability. Will I always get it right? No, mm-hmm. I won't. Yeah. You know, there's not a perfect church. If you're looking for a perfect church, you can forget about it. Yeah. We're a peculiar people and we've all got our, our own wee personalities mm-hmm. and there's always going to be issues. Yeah. But we have to go forward as the body of Christ with no schisms. It says no schisms in the body. We're the body of Christ. For me, I want to see God's people built up in their faith set on fire for God mm-hmm. and go on and do mighty things through God strengthen them and use their gifts and I want to see God glorified and his, ch- his church built up yeah. and Christ's name lifted up Yeah, it's, it's not about me I, I, yeah. you can forget about me I, as I say I'm quite happy to, to fade into the background but as I say God has me where I am Like mm-hmm. we'll read that verse again Acts 20 28 take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood and then if I go to Jude mm-hmm. there's a wee verse in Jude that I love the 
first verse in Jude, and it says this, just the first line, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I put my name in there. Yeah. Glenn. Yeah. But I'm just a servant. That's amazing, isn't it? What is that, like five words or six words? But that's, that, that, those words ran, those words are my attitude. Yeah. To where I am. Yeah. Glenn, a servant of Jesus Christ, yeah. full stop. Yeah. And Jude could have said more more there around because Jude, he's humble in his words, but he could have said a lot more. Yeah, and puffed himself up. Because he was a half-brother of Christ. Yeah. He could have said more there, but he didn't. He describes himself as a servant of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I ran... I know why I'm here. I, I'm doing this to glorify God. Yeah. But I've read the I've read the verse from Acts chapter twenty twenty eight, and I've read that one line, and yeah. that one line sums up how I feel about things and serving Christ. I'm Amen. a servant. Amen. Of God's people. And Christ. Full stop. I I'm just. I'm nothing special, and as I said, yeah. You know, I am where I am. God has me there, but if I could fade into the background, I would. And that's that's where I'm at. Amen. You have um, to be. You have to lead a. You have to be humble. You know, people talk sometimes about Christ. You know, but if you really got a, if you really got a revelation of who Christ really is. You know, life change. Your life changes, mm -hmm. and you speak about Christ, in a reverence. A fearful, humble way, mm -hmm. and then that's how you walk your walk, and that's how you serve him. That's where it, where it, where the advice that I would give to anybody is to serve in the Lord. See, K Ken would say, and when I've heard, even yourself, you know, people would say that um, we are the church, and when we mm -hmm. when we leave that building, that's, that's right. what it is. That's right. You know, Christ doesn't reside in Ephesus. No, he doesn't reside in a building. That's right. And we are the church. We That's could right. be out on a field. That's right. And we are, we are the, the body church. of Christ. You know, we are know the church. Know ye not that you are the temple of God. Yeah. You're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, people say I'm going to church. Mm -hmm. But it's just a building. It's bricks and mortar. Yeah. The church walk. The church of feet. You yeah. know, like people say, you know, I hear people saying, oh, you know, they want revival and they want the Lord to move. Mm -hmm. But if God's people moved and were sat on fire for Christ, yeah. there would be a revival in Ulster in the morning. If, if, if God's people served and were in fire for Christ the way they're meant to be yeah. a revival I believe would come Amen. but we're in the latest and age and we're lukewarm and it says it says in Revelation if you go to Revelation mm -hmm. chapter 3 and I'm just going to read some verses from that Revelation chapter 3 Verse uh, 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot, and I would thou wert cold nor hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You know, we the Laodicean church... Where we are now, that's an example of it. We actually make, I'm going to put it bluntly, we make Christ sick. Mm. 
to the point where he says, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You know, you make me vomit. And the reason that that analogy was given to the Laodicean church, the Laodicea was in Asia Minor, which is Turkey. And the, the water at the, the city of Laodicea would have came from five miles away. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice and cold and refreshing at the start. But by the time it got to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. And that's why that analogy was used for the people to understand what Christ meant. And they were a wealthy city. Mm-hmm. They had wealth, they had need of nothing. But they're forgetting about Christ yeah. and about holiness. Mm-hmm. If you read on in the uh, in the chapter, so then because thou art look neither lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I would spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. That's how Christ sees the Laodicean church. He says, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You have all your material things. You have your money. You have your comforts. You have your wealth. Mm -hmm. You have everything that you need. But you have forgotten about holiness. You have forgotten about, you know, Christ. You know, and and they're lazy Laodiceans. Mm -hmm. And Christ says, you make me sick. If you read on, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Christ is saying here that you're blind, mm-hmm. you're blinded, you're, you know what I mean, you're, you're asleep. As many as I love, I rebuke, and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Christ is saying to the church, now repent, come back to me. Mm-hmm. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him, and he with me. To him that, that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame, and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. That's that's where we are now in the, as a church. I thank God that I'm not in that church. Mm. I'm in a church that is on fire for Christ. Amen. I'm in a church that is Spirit-led. Hallelujah. I'm in a church that has a pastor. I'm going to describe him like this. A pastor or friend. A shepherd. That's how I would describe him, and a leader. Yeah. A pastor, a but a, a pastor, but a friend. Mm-hmm. A shepherd, but a leader, mm-hmm. and a teacher. Mm-hmm. I would put him in those brackets, mm-hmm. and I believe that the pastor we have in CET is God's man for this time. Yeah. And it's undeniable what's happening in CET. Mm-hmm. The, the the people like there's been nearly thirty people saved in the driving. Amen. The Lord. There has the baptisms. I think there's another twenty to be baptized. Yeah. The 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 members that come in. You look at Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, the tent was packed. How many was there? Went I'm not. Uh, was there a? How many members was? There? I think there was maybe about twenty. Right. Okay. And uh, it's just God is moving. Everything that Ken puts his hand to. Mm-hmm. Prospers, like like this year, 
with this whole COVID, it's been immense. Yeah. The work yeah. that he and others have put in. You know, we've been around, we've been around the country. You know, we've come out of our own building because it's not big enough anymore. Getting an extension done there. Mm-hmm. We've been in Craigavon. We had to get that ready. Mm-hmm. We've been in the drive-in for nearly a year. Yeah, amazing. In the snow and the ice. The side fail every week. Uh, and now we're in a, in a in a marquee on a hill. Yeah. And we've just been moved. It's like we've just been moved around, but everything that we've done has been blessed. Amen. Yeah, and I just smile at it all. God's hands been in it. I, 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 you know, I, and it's it, it's God's bottle, not me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm I'm safe to serve. Yeah. And God God will do what He wants. Yeah. I just have to go with it. Yeah. And he'll do what he wants anyway, whether I'm there or not. Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah. It, you can serve if you want and be a help. Yeah. Or you can you, you can miss out. See, I, I think I'm guilty of this myself. Sometimes I think to myself, you know, if I wasn't involved in that, or if I didn't show up that day, or whatever, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why we need to stay humble and humility. And God's sovereign. God, if you don't, if you don't do what God wanted you to do that day, you'd get somebody else. He will bypass you, yeah, and then you miss out. Yeah, you miss out, ran on the blessing. Yeah, and you know, but you're safe to serve. Yeah, but also we have to remember too that life can be tough, mm-hmm. and people can have struggles. Yeah, like I've been through plenty, mm-hmm. and you know, people can go cold in their walk. Yeah, people can have issues and struggles, mm-hmm. and we have to, you know. You know, if one part of the body is struggling, the other part of the body struggles with them, yeah. and and carries them along and builds them up in their faith. Mm-hmm. We have to bring everybody with us. Is it going to be easy sometimes? No, not at all. I, it's it's not going to be. But you know, if if you if you're struggling, I have to minister on to you, and build you up. Yeah. And carry you through. Yeah. It's the same. Somebody could come along. I could be struggling and minister on to me. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and we need each other. Yeah. Now more than ever. Yeah. We need each other. Yeah. Christ is the head, and we there can be no schisms in the body. We have to go forward together yeah. as the body of Christ and glorify His name. And see so when you say schisms, no divides. Right? No divides. Discord. No discord. Yeah. You know it says in Scripture the brother that causes disunity. Yeah. Among the brethren. Yeah. It's an abomination to Christ. Yeah. And it also talks about the wheat from the tares, and God's gonna um, sift the the wheat from the chaff, the wheat from the tares. That's right. So what are tares? Tares are these weeds that resemble the That's wheat, right. and they get tangled up in the wheat, and they they try to blend in with it. Yeah. And they try to just choke the yeah, the harvest. The try yeah. to choke the good seed. But as God said, He's gonna sift it. He's That's gonna right. He's gonna separate it. Yeah. And you know, just as Ken had said there, Pastor Aaron, he 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 done a message, uh, December of two thousand and nineteen, and he had said that there's gonna be a mighty sifting, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be within the church, yeah. and it's not the apostate church. It's gonna be with well, it's gonna be within the church, and you're gonna be surprised. People who you thought were steadfast in the in the word. People who you thought that were sold out for God, that yeah. God's gonna, God's gonna separate it. Yeah. And he's his church is going one way, and the apostate church will be going the other way. Yeah. And he had said that, um, that it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be, it's, it's gonna be the apost. It's not gonna be the world that comes after the church. It's yeah. gonna be the apostate church. Yeah. 
coming after. Well, you're saying that you're saying that you know, it, it talks about that in the book of Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and you're saying that now, you know, Chris Law, you know, everybody's getting together. You know, and we're all we're all under the one God. Mm-hmm. But it says in Acts chapter four, and verse twelve, it says, "Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven." given among men whereby ye must be saved. Mm-hmm. Christ and Christ alone. You know, no Pope can save you. Mm-hmm. No priest can save you. Mm-hmm. No nun can save you. No Jehovah Witness can save you. The church can't save you. It's only Christ can save you. A pastor can't even save A you. A pastor can't even he save can, you. He can, he can tell you how to be saved. He can lead you maybe to lead you towards Christ. But it's Christ and Christ alone. He, a pastor can guide you yeah. and lead you by the word of God mm-hmm. to Calvary, yeah. to the cross. But it's only without the shedding of blood there can be no remission from, for sin. Mm-hmm. And like it had to be the blood of Christ himself. The, if, you, if, you, if you try to imagine that, the blood of Christ, mm-hmm. the Son of God, you were ransomed with his blood. Yeah. There's, there's no amount of money you can, can, can buy your soul. Mm-hmm. I can do anything for you. Yeah. It's Christ and Christ alone. Uh, you know, and you know, you, you look at, um, you know, why would you go back? When, as Ken was saying on Sunday, you know, you're saved and your mind is illuminated and your eyes are opened and the Spirit moves in in your life and you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Why would you back into the world? Mm-hmm. What fellowship has light with dark? Mm-hmm. There's nothing there for you. Mm-hmm. You were you were brought out of it. They're dead. Mm-hmm. They're spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. You're enlightened. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go back into something that you've been taken out of? Uh, I'm just looking for scripture. Acts. It's Romans ten and nine to ten. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Mm-hmm. There's only salvation in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not in a it's not in a, 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 a priest or a, or a pope or a minister or as we were saying. There's salvation and none, none other, only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And if good works is enough to get you to heaven, well, why did Christ have to suffer and die on the cross? Yeah. That's just bringing the knot, the work, the work of God on the cross. Mm-hmm. So it's mighty. It's it's great to be saved, and mm. it's great to be walking with the Lord, and it's great to be pushing on in the faith. Amen. Um. To be honest, I had written out a couple of questions there, and I think have I covered them? It's just where the Holy Spirit yeah. just covers them. Yeah. Um. So as I just had a, as I asked there, you know, what responsibilities come with being an elder mm-hmm. in a church, and then let's talk about the gospel of Christ according to churches and people in two thousand and twenty-one. So, yeah. you know, just add on to that. Uh, you know, there are churches, and I don't know if like you know their hearts in the right place or whatever but yeah there, there is churches out there and you know everything's trying to be modernized we're, we're trying to get people in we're trying to make the churches hip 
We're trying to make them happy. We're trying to bring the bring people <laughs> yeah, in. I know what you mean. DJ DJ sets and on on um, yeah. barbecues yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And all, all that stuff. But where's the blood? Where's where's the cross mansion? I'm gonna say something to you, right? Where's um, the full atonement of Christ? Blood is mentioned in the Bible four hundred and forty seven times. If you can't preach the blood, yeah. if you can't preach preach repentance if you can't preach Christ, mm-hmm. come down out of your pulpit and close the doors mm-hmm. and pull the shutters because mm-hmm. you've got nothing to say. Yeah. Where's the gospel? There's no gospel. You've got nothing to say. Yeah. The problem today is, as you say, it's turning into an entertainment business. Yeah. Put the lights on and the smoke. You know, and let's have a laugh. It's a big performance. Let's have a laugh. Mm-hmm. Christ took me serious. Yeah. He came from glory and splendor, took on flesh. Walked this earth, hung on a cross, shed his precious, precious blood and yeah. yielded up the ghost. Hallelujah. Buried in a tomb, rose again the third day, ascended, seen of many, ascended to the right hand of the Father and sat down, my great high priest, because the work is finished. Yeah. Christ took me serious. You can keep your lights and your smoke bombs or whatever else you want to do in your barbecues. Yeah. If you haven't got the blood to preach, if you haven't got Christ to preach, yeah. if you haven't got repentance to preach, close the doors. Because you've nothing. And you're not going to see a move of God, you're not going to see anybody saved, and you'll be you'll answer for it. Yeah. You'll answer for it. Yeah. Because if you're a pastor mm-hmm. over a church and you're not preaching that word, and you're not feeding the flock, you will answer for it. Remember, you you, you will give an account. Of how you kept the flock and how you shepherded the flock. I read the verse earlier on. Yeah. And it's frightening. It's frightening. You have to stand before a holy God and give an account of how you looked after the flock. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm in a church where the blood is preached, repentance is preached, and the spirit moves. And it's evident in the growth. It's evident in the people. And it's just great to see. Amen. And I, I just want to see God's people where I am. And there's many pastors throughout the land who do preach the word and do preach the book. Amen. And I just want to see where I am in Christ Encounters Tabernacle, God's people pushing on in their faith and being built up mm-hmm. and God glorified and his kingdom extended and it to be sounded around what God's doing. Yeah. It's all about Christ. It's all about His glory. Mm-hmm. It's all about how do we glorify God and live in holy lives before God. You you present your body a living sacrifice on the altar before Christ. Yeah. As I say, I'm just speaking for Christ and serving Christ. Mm-hmm. It's all Christ. It's Christ. Christ. Christ for me. As I say. I'm being used of God. Yeah. But there's many people being used of God. Yeah. You know, we have fantastic musicians. Yeah. Amen. You are doing your podcast. You don't know what's going to come from this. Yeah. We have a pastor who's in fire for the Lord. Yeah. We have Sunday school teachers. Yeah. We we have people who clean the church. Sure we have am. people who hoover the carpet. We have people who who have built the tabernacle that we're in now. Yeah. Uh, Even people. We we have people who who prepare the table. Yeah. We have the men at the door. We have 
there's so much yeah you know you know we have the women who put the flowers in the tent we yeah. have the men who put the chairs out we have the men that hoovered the floor we have the men who who bring word we have the men who who play guitars who play drums who listen it's all the body working together yeah. and when the body works together things happen Amen. like it's happening now in, in Christ Encounters Tabernacle yeah. and it's for the glory of God yeah. and I can be used of God and you can be used of God and you can obey God and, and walk with God and serve God mm -hmm. or you can not serve God yeah. but he will still grow his church anyway Amen. regardless and that's the way and it's important when you're serving the Lord to remember to stay humble in it all yeah and remember who you're serving. You're serving a, a, the land of the tribe of Judah. Yeah. The root of David. A sovereign God who's coming back soon. Amen. And I just, I look forward now. I'm just... You're getting excited. I'm getting excited, brother. You've <laughs> well, got you've me, always been excited. You've, but you've got me going now. I can just see your face really lighting up there. Um, yeah. Pastor Tom Quinn done a sermon there about most two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And he said... The dangers of God, the title was The Dangers of God Blessing Blessing Imitation Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be a lot of that, you know, mm -hmm. prayer tunnels and mm -hmm. honey boils mm -hmm. and just all this wacky stuff, this mm -hmm. crazy stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, personally, I just believe a lot of it is Kundalini Spirit mm -hmm. and it's not of the Holy Ghost. It's, um, mm -hmm. But people could say you're walking on the thin line by saying this stuff, but, you know, you, you know them by, by the fruits. Well, by by their fruits, you know, Galatians five speaks of the fruits. You know, uh, you know, if 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 something's happening in a church, you know, and you're not sure of it, yeah. always refer back to scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll get a I'll get a verse here for you. It's just came into my head here. Yeah, I just want to go to it here. It's a verse that I keep in mind, and again, we need to be careful. Uh, and what's going on in different in different churches? Yeah. It's Matthew chapter twelve, mm -hmm. and the verse thirty-two. And and whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. You know that that's a verse that if you keep in mind, we have to refer back to scripture. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't line up with scripture, you can forget about it. Yeah, we always go back to scripture. What what other churches do? You know, it's up to them what they mm -hmm. do. Yeah, but when you read that verse, yeah, you need to be very very careful, and how you deal with the Holy Spirit, and how you speak of the Holy Spirit. Because it says there, it shall be forget. It says, and whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Mm -hmm. And they're Christ's words, not mine. Yeah. If it doesn't line up with Scripture, around, regardless of what a church is doing. Yeah. It's not right. Yeah. No, it's just um you know, just this this 
uh, tremoring. You would see a lot of tremoring mm-hmm. and shaking on, on um, mm-hmm. just just stuff. On just the Holy Spirit within me doesn't bear witness with it. On just from what what I know from Scripture, mm-hmm. you know, the Holy Spirit is what love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, mm-hmm. and sometimes when I watch it. Uh, It's unsettling to watch. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, just well, it I, says it says there, Ryan. You know, you're 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 talking about things of things of the spirit, the fruits of the fruits of the spirit. Hmm. You know, and you can go to Galatians. You can go to Galatians chapter five. Uh, verse twenty two. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. Peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness and faith, mm-hmm. meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh mm-hmm. and the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you're indwelt, you're saved, you're blood bought, you, you know you're walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you're indwelt by the spirit, walk in the spirit. Mm. Let us not be uh, desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. You know, the fruit of the Spirit, if the fruit of the Spirit is in the believer and in the believer's life, you won't have too many problems. And and, you're, and people will see your walk and see the fruits and they'll know. What's the saying? You won't know them by their suits, but by their fruits. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fruits of the Spirit should be evident in a believer's life. Mm-hmm. But as I say, the things you were talking about there, if it doesn't line up with the book, yeah. if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, yeah. then I wouldn't give it much time, to be honest. Yeah. And, and like, I'm not, I really don't mean, and I don't want to put other churches down yeah. and talk about other churches, but when it comes to the likes of my family or my friends who yeah. might get who may be saved in the future well mm-hmm. they are going to be saved in the future mm-hmm. in faith you know you want to sort of steer people away from going into this um, these modern churches which mm-hmm. which I which I what the Holy Spirit has has revealed to me mm-hmm. is, is just that that Kundalini spirit which comes yeah. from yeah. the Hinduism and these yeah. Eastern mystic religions and stuff. Stay well if you have it. Yeah. I, I, it just burdens me, you know. But, but, e- but even the fact that you're saying it burdens you. Yeah. Your the spirit within you. Yeah. Is revealing to you, Ran, stay away. That's mm. not right. Yeah. As I say, if it's not in this book. Yeah. If it's not in the Word of God. Yeah. And it's not in this book. Yeah. Stay, stay clear of it. That's my advice. Yeah. Don't get involved. Um. Right. So. I think we'll we'll, we'll just bring it to to a close. Yeah. Um. But just on a on a. Just on a a more upbeat uh note. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll just finish with a few quick fire questions. Here we go. What's he, what, what are you going to come out with? So. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a time you or not because we'll probably end don't up Don't time me because I'll just panic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably just end up going going over the time anyway or just we'll not even stick to the rules. So I'm just gonna I'm just Is this going, countdown, is it? No, you think it but <laughs> I'm just gonna call out one word, right? 
and I want you in one word. Well, I'll try one word. And you'll probably not word. stick to it. Probably like, not, no. Uh, and just tell me what comes to mind, all right? Mm. Number one, outreach. Souls. Prayer. Growth. Worship. God. Fellowship. The body. Communion. The bread and the wine. Grace. The blood. Faith. Christ. The Holy Spirit. Joy. The gifts. Uh, supernatural. The blood. Amazing. Full atonement. Mind blowing. Christ. Love. Christ and Cranker's Tabernacle. Home. Amen. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I did that all right, didn't I? I knew you were going to say family or home. I didn't mess that up, did I? No. You've done really well. So, I just just hope that I haven't bought it in too much and I know everybody... thanks for having me on. I know everybody came here. I know I was way down the list, like, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You were sacking. No, but... um, what do you call it? No, so I hope it just didn't butt in too much. Um, and sometimes, like I know it's it's a chat podcast where one says, right, I advertised it. Yeah. That, um, you know, I just wanted to bring people on and chat. But mm-hmm. I think just sometimes I just wanted to sit there and listen. And then mm-hmm. I felt I wanted to, to mm-hmm. just ask you to yeah. maybe elaborate on that mm-hmm. topic. Because, mm-hmm. you know yourself, sometimes you can go away on and yeah. then it, it just goes completely out of your head. Yeah. And you you'll never come back to it. But yeah. um, no, it's, it's been listen. If somebody's saved Ryan, from all this, you know, yeah. and you keep pushing on with your podcasts, and people get saved and restored and fed, and yeah. Christ is glorified, yeah, and you keep pushing on with it. And that's what it's all about. It's been a blessing having you on, and definitely in the, in the future I'll have you back on again. Like, um, I'm, well, I, I don't know. You might be bored. You, you might be bored from my house. You get house. the comments off this, man. You might, you might be bored. bored from my house. But uh, no, it's been a blessing. Me and, me and Glenn had a, a time of... We went and got a, a, a big chicken fillet burger each. Covered in gravy. Covered in gravy. And, um, and Ryan messed up the cappuccinos. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just a, we had a time of worship and prayer. And, and we just felt the Holy Spirit. And we says, right... We were, we were sitting down talking downstairs and we says what are we doing mm. we need to get up stairs yeah. and start recording because yeah. um, the Holy Spirit was starting to speak mm. to us and it's just amazing how you know you can sit and talk about God the Holy Spirit anything to do with the Bible mm. and it just flows and it's just constant mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's just amazing how you could just sit and talk all day there's there's no limit there, it's never ending um, of when Christ is at the center and when you're talking about Christ, it, it, it just flows. Um, so, um, and any advice for just the next guest that might come after? Any advice for the next guest? No, I don't let them be themselves. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, um, just let Christ be Be glorified. glorified. And, you know, this is a podcast that I didn't want to be, uh, formal. Uh, In reverence, 
when we're talking about Christ, we we want to be uh, for, want to be formal. Yeah. But just want everybody to just relax and just be themselves. And mm. I don't know why I'm saying this because you, I was the you, one. You were the nervous one. I know. <laughs> I was the I was the nervous one. I just wanted to. I just wanted everything to run smoothly. Yeah, and no. I've never really first time o- operated with yeah. with this equipment and stuff. And yeah, you're doing a great job. You're glorifying God, right? Yeah. And that's just kingdom work, and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, thank man. you very much. Uh, to to our listeners and everybody that's that's tuned in to watch this and do you want to close in prayer let's pray let's pray lord we just thank you lord for the time lord that we've had here lord yes lord where we've just spoke about you lord and lifted you up and glorified your name lord amen and lord we tell you lord that we love you lord yes and i just pray lord for ran lord that you'll bless lord this podcast, Lord, as it goes forward, Lord, and and other people that will come on here, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'll build them up, Lord, continually in his, in his faith, Lord. But most of all, Lord, that souls will be saved, Lord. Amen. The backslider, Lord, will be restored. Yes, Lord. There'll be healings, Lord, of Hallelujah. the body, Lord. And, Lord, you will be glorified above it all, Lord. Yes, Lord. Our sovereign, Lord, and our soon-coming King. We ask it, Lord, in your mighty name, Lord. Amen. 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 Lord, Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this this podcast. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me down this path, for even putting it into my heart, into my conscience to do this and Mm. and making a way. I had no clue what I was doing and and you've brought, you know, people who know what they're doing uh, into my life. Um, They're already in my life from, from... Two, two years ago whenever I was first saved and little did I know that they were going to be helping me to set up this podcast so Lord we're just praying for a revival Lord we're Amen. praying that souls will be saved we're mm. praying that backsliders will be restored Amen. we're praying that uh, people who are walking with you will be blessed and encouraged mm. and built up in, the, in their mighty faith Lord mm. and Lord I just pray that you'll bless Glenn um, in, a, in his role mm. as an elder and in his walk and I pray that you'll you'll bless Sarah, his mm. his wife, mm. uh, and his, his four girls, yeah. Lord, and um, his his family, mm. his mother, father, and the extended family, Lord. Mm. So, give him give him trouble and mercies, and mm. just be with him mm. on his way home. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving our souls. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me. Unto Glenn, thy great salvation, so rich Thank and free. You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.